Ion 2020, episode 296. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, welcome to Ion 2020. This is your libertarian look at the 2020 election but lately it's been the libertarian look at the 2020s. And, the I mean, it's just been an insane, absolutely insane world that we're living in in the last couple months. So I haven't really been covering the elections too much. I've been trying to, but there's not a lot going on. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the Trump administration is a sinking ship right now based upon the popular sentiment against the guy. And I hate to see what happens if he ends up winning in in November. I mean, it would just, it'll just be chaos because of the different groups that are fanning the flames of just division and so forth. And there are, there's both sides, right and left, fanning the flames of division. And it's playing into what they want. They want there to be division. I mean, if, if Donald Trump loses, there might be chaos. If Donald Trump wins, there might be chaos. It's just, absolutely chaotic right now is going on and there's there's um there's powers on both sides i i'm almost i'm almost certain of it that are trying to fan the flames of division they're trying to fan the flames of the people who are getting pissed off and angry there's definitely people on those both sides that are trying to do that and they're trying to i mean some people are actively trying to make a change in the police forces and stuff like that that's true but i think behind the scenes there's also uh other forces going on in that way as well as on the trump side i mean that guy's always fanning the flames in some way and uh and then there's always people that are willing to pick up on it and try to say look at trump look what he's doing he's a racist and everything else so there's going to be people on both sides that are trying to fan these flames of division and i mean if you really look into it it's the two political parties. They are trying to have control over $4.5 trillion that's spent by the federal government as well as all of the handouts and the, um, not the handouts, but the tax breaks and the things that go along with those corporate tax, break, tax breaks. Like these organizations want control of that power. And the Republicans and the Democrats, they're going to do anything they can to keep the power, even if it means destroying the country. That is just insane to me. But I didn't really want to talk about that today. What I want to talk with you guys about today was uh, over the weekend on Friday night, around 11.30 or so, Richard Brooks, a gentleman in Atlanta, was was killed by the police. And I wanted to, to take you through my thought process of it because I changed my mind over the course of Saturday after this thing happened. I started thinking about it more. I think it was Sunday afternoon. I really started thinking more more and more into it because I wasn't sure what was going on, but I started just reading and researching the uh, the actual event, and then I, I changed my changed my opinion on it. And I had the opinion of it at first. I guess I'll explain to you the story as it goes, as I uh, first heard it, and then then you'll see where my where my mind kind of changed that. Okay, 
So I wake up in the morning and I start reading a little bit. I think it was more like Sunday is when I really started reading more about it. And I started looking for videos and stuff on it. And uh, I watched watched one of the videos and you see him. He's struggling with the police. He throws a few blows. And then uh, he, then Richard grabs the taser and he runs. And then as he's running, if you look at the surveillance video, as he's running, you see him turn back. Oh, the cops are pursuing him at that point. So they, they punch, punch. And I think the cops, while they were had him on the ground, they were saying, I'm going to tase you. You're going to be tased. You're going to be tased. And somehow Richard grabs the taser. And then he gets them off. But I mean, there was a a couple of things that happened. But finally he gets up and he starts running. And then the police officers run after one of them. It seems like was still on the ground. The other one gets up pretty quick and starts running towards him. And I think he fires his taser at Rashad. And I'm not sure if it missed. But then Rashad turns back and fires his taser towards the police officers. And I wasn't sure if he actually fired the the taser at the officer at that point. Excuse me. I look over a couple other videos and it does appear to me that he does actually fire the taser at the police officer. And I was thinking to myself, well, if he didn't resist arrest, oh, that's when the police officer fires. So Richard turns around, doesn't completely turn, but while he's running, you see him reach back and fire that taser. I don't know if he was like aiming or anything, but I think he was just firing it in that direction. But he's clearly doing something like that. But then I'm looking at it even further, and then you see that the cops shoot, and then they go down, and the police officers run over towards them, and they, you know, hands down, hands on the ground, you know, or face on the ground, They looks like they tied them up. Then you also hear some ambulances coming and stuff, and other police officers coming. It looks like what happens is that he gets to the hospital, he does surgery, and he dies. He was shot twice, once in the back of the leg, I think, and once in the back. And they said that he died from a homicide, and it was basically... Uh, because the bullets hit some of his organs that were not able to uh, were not able to repair it or whatever, and I think it was three shots fired total. But I think I read that it was one shot in the leg and one shot in the back. That's what I heard. So, and then I start thinking with my with my normal, you know, situation mind. Like, okay, so that I hear that he was pulled over in a at a you know at a Wendy's parking lot. Uh, but that he was in the that he was actually in the drive-through line and passed out. So I actually saw another video where there's people going around his car and stuff. The cops walk up to him, and I think this was from the actual police officers, um, the police officers' uh, camera that's on his person, right? And he walks up and he very respectfully knocks on the door, knocks on the door again, knocks on or knocking on the window, so knocking on the window, knocking on the window again gentleman doesn't wake up so he kind of opens up the door and says hey hey and the guy still doesn't wake up then finally he comes around took about you know 30 seconds so finally he comes around and that's when he says oh yeah let me pull or they said tell him to pull over and all that um but anyway long story short in my mind i was thinking to myself completely you know justified in that situation so they take him over, they have him pull over, they have him do the whole uh, walk in the line test, the whole nine yards, they do a little breathalyzer test. At that point, the police officer goes to arrest him, and then Richard, you know, pulls his hands away, turns around, 
and then the cops try to apply more force. He starts punching. They start punching. Um, they start knocking him to the ground, and then that whole scuffle happens, takes off and runs. It was literally a 25, 30 seconds scuffle, and that's it. Like, it really went fast by the time they was shot. And I was thinking, you know, this is not as clear-cut as George Floyd. Definitely not as clear-cut as George, George Floyd. If you look at that video, George Floyd's neck is on the ground. He's being basically murdered by the police. And in this situation, the police are doing a DUI. Like at this, the, So they're doing a DUI check on this guy. So I'm thinking with my normal mind... I'm thinking, okay, in that situation, it gets escalated. This guy turns around with a taser. They don't they don't know for sure if it's a taser or not, although they know that... It seems to me that they know that the taser is taken, but and he's turning around and he's going to fire something. They're not sure what it is. It could be a gun. It could be anything. So they, they fire at the guy when they shoot him. And then at the end of one of the videos I saw from the police cam that was on his body... He actually asked, how is, the, how is this guy doing? How is Rashad doing? So there was concern in his mind as well. I don't think that this was like a blatantly racist attack by any means. And I thought to myself at the time, I thought, you know what? This might have been a justified killing of a suspect. This might have been something that, um, you know, got escalated to the point where deadly force needed to be used. And you hear a lot of people defending that. A lot of people on Facebook. And a lot of people that are libertarians. And a lot of people that are Democrats and Republicans. They defend that. But then other people say, you know what? It wasn't justified. And you, this guy had a taser and it's not deadly. So you can't use deadly force against him. Da, 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 da. Like you hear that side of the story as well. And both sides have their, have their statements that they can make that, that seem like they're true. And you can, but a police officer in a split second scenario cannot take, you know, has to be as cautious as possible, but also has to take things to prevent, you know, or protect his own life and so forth. And also protect other people around, like they might have thought in their mind, though, this guy's a dangerous, or not a dangerous criminal, but he's a danger to himself and others if he's willing to resist arrest, fight us and run, steal our taser and run. Like, obviously, he's not thinking. So in their mind, it's a high-pressure scenario. Bang, bang, sh- and shoot him up, you know? But they didn't shoot him as he started running. They didn't shoot. They didn't sit there and just, and just start firing at him. No, they pursued him, and as he turned around with the taser and fired back, that's when they shot him. And I thought it was justified. I was like, I was made up my, I had really much made up my mind and said that, you know, this isn't as clear-cut. It's justified in that sense. But I want to tell you guys what I got to thinking about. And I got to thinking about police authority. That's what I got to thinking about. These officers are working on the idea that they have this authority because that's what society has given them, is this authority. Society believes that DUI, drunk driving while intoxicated, is wrong, right? Society has decided that, and police officers have been given the ability to police that. So, that's what the, that is the mindset that the police officer goes into that encounter with. That was the mindset that the people that work at Wendy's 
have when they call the police to go solve this problem of a man parked in their in their drive-through that is sleeping the mindset of those people is who has the authority to go knock on his window and tell him to go away the wendy's manager is not sitting there thinking i want the cops to come kill this guy they're not thinking i want the cops to come arrest this guy they're thinking this guy's holding up our line let me go ahead and give the cops a call maybe they can you know get make this situation go away but the mindset is that they have the authority to do it. So it's an authority problem, guys. That's what it is. And I talked about this with George Floyd originally. It's a perception of authority. It's the delusion that they have that they have the authority. But, but society has given them authority because everybody agrees to that authority. And now we're starting to question that authority that we give to the police officers. That's the thing that's going on in society right now. That was not a racist scenario. If that was a white guy who did the same thing, like they knocked on the door, it's not because he was a white guy or a black guy. It was, or it wasn't because it was a black guy that they knocked on his window and opened up and said, "Wake up." The Wendy's off. The Wendy's manager was not sitting there thinking to themselves, "Well, it's a black guy, so let me give the cops a call." If it was a white guy, they wouldn't have. No, they most likely they saw it through their camera on the inside of the restaurant. That's the likely scenario. They saw it through the camera of the restaurant and they saw a car was parked there and wasn't moving and they were holding up the line. So they called the police. Hey, there's somebody out there that's that's parked and sleeping in our drive through line. So I don't know that this was a racist issue. And then if you sit there and listen to the way the cops were talking, they were generally respectful of the guy. Hey, pull over here. Let's do a DUI. You know, let, let's talk talk this thing out or whatever but then they end up doing a DUI uh, stop and checkpoint or whatever they send us doing the breathalyzer and all that like but those are things that are based upon their authority the authority that society has given these people that's what it comes down to the perception of authority the illusion of authority they have but the illusion of the authority they have is only because everyone else allows them to have that we've decided to give them that authority so moving forward with the with the with the entire scenario the cops, in their mind, they walk up, they have the authority to knock on the window, get this guy moved out of the way. But they're also thinking to themselves, why on earth is he parked in this parking lot, passed out, fallen asleep? Let's investigate the situation. Why are they investigating the situation? Because of the authority that they have. Because of that authority they've been given by society. Because of the training that they have. So they say, pull over there, step out of the car, Let's talk. After talking to him for a while, they realize, hey, you know what? This guy, I mean, he, he says, yeah, I was, I was at a party. I was at my friend's or my family's house. I think it was like his grandmother's birthday or something like that, but also his son or his daughter's birthday. I'm not sure which. And that he was on his way home. And he said, yeah, I can have someone come pick me up, da, da, da. But the police officers are still on the kick of, hey, let's not dissipate the situation. Let's investigate this to see if there's something more going on. And the only reason why they escalate it is not because of anything except for their authority. So they escalate it to a DUI checkpoint. They give him a breathalyzer. At that point, the cops, the cop realizes that he did, you know, he must have blown a .8 or higher. So he goes to arrest him. And that's when it got out of control. 
And at that point, when it gets out of control, when the suspect resists arrest, the cops are trained a certain way to keep that guy in submission, in control, get him into submission, get him into a position where he can have the handcuffs put on him and put in the back of our car. So the gentleman starts, starts, throws a few blows, that gets everyone heated up, that gets the entire uh, situation even more volatile. And Richard Brooks, you know, during that time, they're saying, the cops are saying, we're going to tase you, I'm going to tase you, you're going to be tased. He says it like four or five times. Richard Brooks still continues to fight it, gets free, has a taser, and starts running. But... The cops have the, at that point, in their mind, the authority is that we need to stop this situation, keep him from running, or go catch him, so they start running after him. He turns around with something and fires. They're not sure what. They're not, I mean, obviously there's some idea in their mind that it might be something that's, that might be a, uh, the taser, who knows. 90% chance there is, but a lot of cops have said that in that scenario, you know, you would use deadly force. That would be the training, but that would be the authority that they have to use deadly force in that scenario. But it's an authority issue, guys. Think about it like this, okay? And this is where this is where I changed my mind. This is where I said this was not justified because it wasn't justified not from the middle, but from the beginning of the entire scenario. So, for example... You're walking down the road and a cop pull, a cop stops you and starts asking you questions for no reason whatsoever. Fourth Amendment right violated, right? You have the right to be secure in your persons and your papers and all that stuff that it says and that they have to have a warrant for cert, to search your search you or whatever, right? So they're violating your right right there. But if it escalates even further to them arresting you for that, they're in the wrong in the first place. And in this situation, they were not necessarily in the wrong because they were called out there on private property to dissipate a situation. But you got to think about it in this different scenario. What if the police officers did not have the authority to go beyond just knocking on the window, hey, pull over there, find someone to drive you home, you've been drinking? What would a normal person do in that situation? That's what I got at. What would a normal... What if the Wendy's manager decided to take it upon themselves to just walk out there, knock on the door, knock on the window, wake the guy up and say, Hey, go, hey, dude, you know what? You're tired, man. Pull over there and you could take a nap in the parking lot. No big deal. That's what any normal person would have done. That's what you or I would have done. That's what the person behind them, if they were caring about their bro- they were their brother's keeper, instead of ignoring it, no, the authority is for the cops to come there so nobody messes with the situation. That's the way we've been trained in this world is to take it like that. Take the situation and ignore it and let the cops deal with it. So they call the cops. But think about if it was a private security guard. What if Wendy's had a private security guard that private security guard would have knocked on the door and said, hey, pull over there, man. Go find yourself a spot to park. You could take a nap right over there, get yourself rested, and then go on home. Or, 
Hey man, do you want me to call somebody to help you get home? No, I got my phone. You could call. Okay, go ahead and give him a call, man. Just park over there. Leave your car here overnight. Go ahead and uh, and do that. That's what any normal person would have done. But though cops have the mindset at that point, not only to just get the guy parked over there, but let's question him. Let's find out what's going on. Obviously, he's been drinking. Who knows for sure if he was drinking. They did a blood alcohol test. I didn't see the results of it, but they, as soon as they did it, they went to arrest him. But it turned violent at that point. It turned like the cops went from... Like, you can see the switch flick in the in the cop's mind where they go from nice, calm conversation to, all right, you're not good to drink. Go ahead and put your hands behind your back. You're arrested. Like, there was a little thing that happened, but it was the authority in that cop's mind that he goes from talking to a civil civilian to, this guy's a freaking criminal. I'm going to arrest him. But it's all about authority. And that's what changed my mind. I started thinking about it, and I, I thought about it for probably three or four hours on Sunday. I just thought about it, and I was just like, this was an authority issue, and that's it. It wouldn't have gotten out of control if you had 25% of the police force that we have today. Because they would have to, they, the cops would have to justify their actions. They would have to, if you had 25% of the police, they would have to decide, they would have to prioritize the calls that they get in some way. A robbery. Prioritize it as class one. A dude falls asleep in the parking lot at Wendy's. <laughs> a class five. We're not going to go out to that one. Hey, why don't you go ahead and walk out there, keep me on the phone, but just walk out there, knock on the window, and tell them to go away. Like, that's the that's the logical scenario to do in that situation. So where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? The world is in chaos. America is in chaos. There's people that believe that America is a racist country. I'm called a racist for being, you know, that all white people are racist or something like that, or inherently racist, or whatever. Like, that's the news articles that you're reading today. That's the news articles I'm reading right now. And it it just, it drives me bonkers because I don't think that all white people are racist or anything, you know? I think that there are racist people in, in, in you know, in the world, obviously. That is true. But where do we go from here? How does How does this problem get solved? It's not through blaming everybody else and blaming society and blaming everything. It's about rethinking what we think authority should be. Rethinking what we think a law should be. We have a lot of laws that allow cops to do things that are unjust. That give them a reason to come knock on your window and tell you to move. A reason to pull you over. Just to do a spot check. You have a taillight out, they pull you over. Give you a ticket. You're driving down the road going 60 in a, in a 55. They can pull you over. Like all these laws and these rules make it so that cops are all over the place. That they need more and more police officers to, to, to track down more and more people who are 
deemed as a criminal because they're going 10 miles over the speed limit. We need to rethink authority, guys. That's what it comes down to. Rethink the laws and the rules and the regulations that we have. We have so many laws. And I always start with the drug laws. Like, the reason why the cops are pulling over, you know, some young African-American kid who's driving down the road is because they think somehow they might be able to pull him over and find some drugs on him. Find a dime bag of weed. I've had it happen to people that I know personally. They find a a teeny little teeny bit of weed and they're on probation for a year. And you're an inner city youth who most likely doesn't have all of the, you know, that's living in the downtown of some, you know, in some poor neighborhood and they're on probation. That is a ticket to them to go to jail for violation of probation down the road. And yeah, it's their fault if they violate probation, whatever. But they shouldn't have been in probation in the first place for having a, a nickel bag of weed in their in their car. And the drug war. It, it'll eliminate a lot of the reason, a lot of the things that the cops p- pull you over for. It'll eliminate a lot of the need for more cops. Because a lot of the stuff they do is defending against non-violent crimes. Like, this guy sitting in his car that is a non-violent crime and it turns to death what's in his mind what is he thinking like empathize with the person on the other side they're sitting there and they think to themselves crap I just fell asleep in the freaking Wendy's parking lot I'm exhausted maybe a little bit buzzed and now he's thinking to himself, I just had a good day with my family, and now I'm going to jail? I mean, I don't know, in my mind, I don't know at what point I would sit there and break free of the cuffs that they're trying to put on me and, and take off running. I don't know what what point I would do that, but in his mind, there must have been like some sort of reasoning or, you know, just this crazed feeling on his mind, like, holy crap, what did I just get myself into? Let me get the hell out of here. But yeah, I'm just kind of thinking out loud on this thing, but man, I'm telling you guys, it just needs to be thought out what we are going to allow the police to be able to do. Like, should we limit the amount, I mean, as a society, and in these cities, people need to like the mayors and the police commissioners and so forth, they need to rethink the crimes that they're going after people for and the way that they are going to deal with the citizenry. Because in that cop's mind, he's going to escalate, escalate, escalate and find a crime. That's what he's trained to do. Rather than, hey, buddy, go pull over there and, and take a rest. You know what? If you need me to, if you need me, I could call your call your sister and have her come pick you up. Like, there's lots of things that the cop could have done other than escalate, but they're trained to escalate because of the authority that they have. So let's stop that. Let's stop that. But we're not going to do it through violence. They're not going to do it through rioting. They're not going to do it through burning down the Wendy's. That delegitimizes the cause. That causes everyone to jump back on their heels and try to dig in on their polarized belief about this entire scenario.
that's what it does. But hey guys, that's all I got, man. I just was sitting there all weekend thinking about this thing, man. And I just wanted to bring you my thoughts on that. I changed from thinking that it was completely legitimate to realizing that this is a police authority issue and that we need to focus on that. Limiting the amount of laws that we have, limiting the ways that cops come in contact with people, limiting the times, you know, the potential for people to come in contact with cops. And that would be by eliminating the drug war and reevaluating the way that they deal with human, human beings. And not always trying to escalate the situation to find a crime. That dude wasn't hurting anybody. He wasn't, he, he wasn't, I mean, he was in his car, yes. He was l- probably intoxicated, yes. But in that scenario, just have him pull over, man. That's what any normal c- citizen would do. That's what any normal security guard would do, but not a police officer. And that's it. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me. Um, this is Ion Twenty Twenty. I'm trying to focus on on the election, but I can't. Uh, but because there's so much other stuff going on, but that's I think that's good. I think that's that's uh, we want to focus in on what the things are going on in society, so we can make society better, so we can make our own logical conclusions about things. And my logical conclusion came to be that you know what, this was not a murder that should have or a, a killing that should have happened by the police. Um, Go ahead and check me out, ionthempire.com. Ion the Empire is on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Uh, and if you want to, go ahead and give me a five-star rating and review as well. I'd love to see that. I've got a couple of new five-star ratings lately, so thank you, whoever it was that posted those. Uh, share it with your friends as well. I may not always agree with everything that you think, but you know what? It's always good to have other people's opinions on things as well to help you to uh, maybe change your mind. But you know what? If you want to try to change my mind on things as well, totally cool with that you can email me at ray at iontheempire.com and uh, let me know your views all right but go ahead and uh, keep on listening i'll be back on thursday so you can have clear vision for 2020